0: Snuggle up and let me read you a little something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Grab a seat, a bite to eat, and settle right in. For hugs, snuggles, stories, and more, and so many sweet things in store. To afternoons with Mimi.
1: Bye, Ima. See you later. Love you tons.
0: Mimi? Mimi, you here? In the kitchen, my love. Come on back. I am just finishing up some beet latkes for you and some chocolate velvet cupcakes. Everything is pink. Hmm, more magenta, I think. In honor of your very first Magenta Scouts meeting later. Ugh. What's up, kiddo? I thought you were excited about Magenta Scouts.
1: Well, um, it's just... It's just that all the Magenta Scout kids already know each other, and I'm starting halfway through the season. And my tummy hurts a little.
0: Well, your friend Silas will be there, and so will Sage from school.
1: And my neighbor, Monite. I'm just... Mimi, what if I make a mistake or don't know what to do? Or what if I'm not good enough to be a Magenta Scout? (laughs)
0: Not good enough. Listen, I was a Magenta Scout and so was Ema and Uncle Freddy. Magenta Scouts aren't all bake sales and painting murals and community gardens. A big, no, huge part of Scouts is embracing who you are and celebrating and making use of your own unique talents.
1: Thanks, Mimi. I feel a little better, but my tummy still tingles a little.
0: Would one of these cupcakes help?
1: Does it have chocolate frosting?
0: You know it. Mimi? Yes, honey?
1: How about a story, too?
0: I of just the one. Come snuggle up and let me read you a little something. The Chocolate King. Written by Michael Leventhal. Illustrated by Laura Catalan. Published by PJ Publishing. Gamzu Lotova. Even this is for the good. Nachumish Gamzu. 21a. Benjamin loved chocolate. He knew more about chocolate than anyone in his town and more than most people in the whole of France. But there was one person who knew more than he did. His grandfather, Marco. Marco made the most incredible hot chocolate. It was a thick, dark drink with a crown of foam that wobbled and stuck to Benjamin's nose. Benjamin loved sitting with his grandfather and hearing the story of how he had learned to make it. It all began in Spain, where we used to live, Marco told Benjamin. An explorer who visited the faraway lands of America taught me a brilliant Aztec recipe. I started selling hot chocolate to rich travelers at the port. I was busy from the minute the sun rose until the last ships sailed out of sight. They called me el rey del chocolate, the chocolate king. But one day, Marco said sadly, we heard that the royal court wanted anyone who wasn't Catholic to leave the country, including Jewish people like us. We stayed in Spain for as long as we could, but finally we had to leave. We packed as much as possible and left late one night. You were only a baby, Benjamin, he said. We took as many cocoa beans as we could carry. Your mother said clothes were more useful, but I insisted that the beans were our family's treasure. When we arrived here in France, no one had ever seen or tried hot chocolate, Marco continued. I wanted us to be the first to show them how wonderful it tastes. Your father wasn't happy. He said people don't like trying new things, and they wouldn't want our chocolate. But I was determined. Besides, making chocolate was the only skill I had, and that's how we started our life here. As Benjamin grew older, he wanted to help make the chocolate, but Marco would only let him watch, listen, and smell. Marco was strict with everyone. Not so hot, Andreas. It won't burn. I know what I'm doing. Stir it slowly, Bella. Treat it gently. Benjamin's grandma, Rena, showed him how to grind the roasted cocoa beans, but he was never allowed to touch. Every night, Benjamin went to bed dreaming of becoming a chocolate king, too. Marco and his family were very good at making chocolate, but Benjamin's father had been right. Very few people wanted to buy it. Chocolate was expensive, and even those who could afford it thought it was strange. Not for me. It's great. That's the worst glop I've ever seen. It looks like sticky mud. So, like most other Jewish people who lived in their town, Marco's family struggled to make money. I might be the chocolate king, but I'm the poorest king that France has ever seen Marco sighed. Then... One morning, something extraordinary happened. Benjamin tried to sneak into the kitchen to watch his family at work, but his mother spotted him. Get on with your chores, she said. I want to watch Grandpa, he protested. Benjamin's mother chased after him. He stumbled backwards and crashed into the packed shelves. Plates, pans, cans, and jars clattered to the floor. A large pot filled with chocolate toppled over and emptied all over Benjamin. It covered his hair, dribbled onto his face, and trickled down his back. Benjamin tumbled out of the kitchen and onto the cobbled street, straight into the path of a gleaming golden carriage. "'What on earth is that creature kicked in mud?' demanded an angry passenger. "'It isn't mud. It's chocolate,' protested Benjamin." My grandpa is the chocolate king. There was a pause. And then the carriage door flew open and a podgy, pink-faced man stepped out. Really? he asked. I thought I was the only king here. Oh, your m- majesty, stammered Benjamin. I- I'm so sorry. I-, I, I had no idea. The king of France inspected Benjamin from head to toe. And then the smell of chocolate slowly drifted to his nostrils and a smile spread across his face. Well, I must confess something does smell rather appealing. Let me taste this chocolate. Marco hurriedly prepared a cup of the family's finest hot chocolate, topped with a crown of wobbling foam. He rushed out of the house, covered in cocoa dust, and gingerly approached the royal carriage he presented the cup to the king. The king took a sip, then another, and then he gulped the rest down. He passed the cup back to Marco and asked for more. Finally, four cups later, he pulled out a large silk handkerchief and wiped his mouth clean. Then he let out an enormous burp. This chocolate is divine, he said. I'll have ten flasks, please. And I'll pay you handsomely. Benjamin danced around the kitchen, punching the air, while his grandpa was too shocked to move. His mother lifted his father into the air. Benjamin, your chocolate catastrophe has worked a miracle, Marco told his grandson. Now that we have royal approval, we'll be famous throughout France. Marco was right. Soon there were lines of customers eager to try the new drink. Orders began arriving from every corner of the country. Before long, the family could afford to buy the finest cocoa beans from around the world. They even started buying spices so they could add new flavors to their chocolate. And Marco taught Benjamin his secret recipe. Benjamin's dream had finally come true. Every day, as he helped to make the thick, dark drink with a crown of wobbly foam, Benjamin would proudly declare... Now I am a chocolate king, too. The end.
1: I think I get it. Benjamin helped get his grandpa's chocolate to the king because he was being himself. Wiggly and silly. His accident was
0: actually a happy one. You got it. And would you look at the time? We've got to head to Scouts.
1: Mimi, I'm feeling much better now. I'm excited.
0: I knew you would be. Now be a and Grab that grocery bag. You scouts are making chocolate chip holla tonight, and I volunteered to bring the chocolate. You're the chocolate queen, Mimi. If you say so, honey, if you say so.
1: Let's get going.